0: What's up, guys? It's Matteo here from Team Maxwell. Today's podcast is going to be something that you're definitely going to want to save. This is the roadmap to the real estate investing cycle. Today, Max is going to go over the four phases starting at recovery, moving to expansion, hyper supply, and finally, the dreaded recession. In this podcast, Max not only explains exactly what happens during and when these phases occur, but also which type of investors each may apply to. But let's not hold up the show any further. Enjoy the podcast. Pandemic going on, there's a lot of uncertainty, and a lot of investors in real estate are actually calling it uncertain times, but is it really? Because the most savviest investors know each phase in the real estate cycle, and they actually use the cycle to match their investment opportunity, but today I'm going to show you exactly what the four phases of the real estate cycle is and how you as an investor or a wholesaler can win on the up or the down. So you're probably saying to yourself, Max, what kind of magic ball or magic something do you have to be able to predict what's going on in real estate? The reality is I don't. That's not even what I'm trying to say, but the most savviest investors understand the cycle. The cycle has four phases and a cycle be able to tell you whether the opportunity you're looking at right now is actually good investment or not. It'll tell you whether you're supposed to be making capital improvements on a property that you currently hold or not. Should you be doing uh, discounts on rent? Should you be trying to offer concessions on properties or not? So understanding the cycle of real estate and the four phases included on it is going to help you tremendously. It's what makes the difference between a good investor and a great investor. All right, so now I'm going to tell you the exact phases of the real estate cycle. It's four of them. Number one is going to be the recovery stage. Number two is the expansion phase. Number three is the hyper supply phase. And the number four that we all hate or love is the recession phase. So we're gonna dive deep into the recovery phase. Now the recovery phase is kind of crazy because this is where real estate's gonna be at its lowest. Unemployment's gonna be at its highest and foreclosures are gonna be at its highest as well, which I think we're gonna see that in the near future. So in the middle of the recovery phase is actually when the prices of real estate start to stabilize. What's also cool, if you are an investor, this is a a core investor, typically core investors mean they invest strictly for income. If you're a core investor, this is the perfect time to pick up a property right now. This is also the time when new construction starts in the recovery phase. So an example of a company taking advantage of the recovery stage is a company called Blackstone who bought a lot of property during this stage. And essentially what they're gonna be doing is buying property at record low prices stabilizing the property and the rents, waiting to sell it at a later date. Now that is important to understand, and this is where your big buyers, big money buyers, are gonna be buying property in the recovery phase. All right, so in the next phase is called the expansion phase, which I believe we've been in this phase for the last 11 years. So immediately after the recovery phase, we roll into the expansion phase. Now this is a great thing because unemployment numbers start to take a dive, which means more people are gainfully employed. During this time, home prices are going to go up. Also, rent is going to go up as the occupancy rates improve. Now this is the perfect time for your value add type investors. And what I mean by that you're fixing flippers people that are going to buy properties at a certain price, improve the product and then sell them. This is also at the peak of the expansion phase is when is like a great balance for houses being on the market. You're going to add a house, sell a house, add a house. There's a good push and pull when it comes to inventory of houses on the market. So during the expansion phase, remember, if you bought a property during the recovery phase, this is the perfect time for you to start doing improvements on your rental properties or your commercial properties. You're probably saying, why? Well, obviously because the unemployment rate's going down and rents are on the rise because the vacancy rates are improving, this is the perfect time for you to start adding small things to those properties, such as fixing them, expanding them, whatever it is, to take advantage of the stabilizing rents. So at the height and the tail end of the expansion phase is when it actually becomes more difficult for wholesalers to find those rock bottom prices so they can pass those on to the opportunistic investors. And what I mean by that is simply investors who get the properties that are very, very deeply discounted. They can do some value add and move on. Right now it is almost like a seller's market. So this makes it very hard for wholesalers to go out there and find properties and investors to find properties that are very, very on the cheap end. And this is in the height and the tail end of the expansion phase. So the next phase we're going to talk about is the hyper supply. The hyper supply gets everything from the expansion phase. Now, if you remember, during the expansion phase, the flippers were flipping. So, wholesalers were finding all of these properties in the beginning and the mid level of the expansion phase and supplying it to all these fix and flip investors. And also, all this new construction was going on. Everywhere you turn, a new neighborhood was being built. Well, unfortunately, something during this actual hyper supply phase, something in the economy started to slow the demand down for houses essentially all this stuff was still on the market but the demand wasn't there it could be unemployment rate starts to go up or something happens but during this phase as we call it the hyper supply too much product on the market and this is what we call a buyer's market and for houses then there was supply and in the hyper supply stage it's exactly the opposite meaning that there's so much inventory online that the demand is low. Now think about this in the real world concept. When you're in the expansion phase and you're a flipper, you're usually getting multiple offers for each property. During the actual hyper supply phase, it's the complete opposite. So now when buyers are looking, they're visiting 10, 12, 13 houses on a weekend versus when you're in the expansion phase, they only have time to visit two, maybe three properties and you're going to get multiple offers on your property but now we're in the hyper supply so the prices have to start dropping to meet the less demand of real estate this is creating an influx of properties on market houses for rent all of this stuff now check this out if you're a savvy investor during this hyper supply phase and you have large commercial buildings or you have uh apartment complexes, this is where you start to sell your property to other people that don't know the four phases of real estate. But if you have strong rent rolls and long leases, most of these core investors decide to ride out the storm in the hyper supply. Now, keep in mind, hyper supply can last a long time. So the next phase we're gonna talk about is the one that most people hate and few love. And let me tell you why. This is called the recession phase. Typically, everything is out of whack. There's so much supply on the market, zero demand because of unemployment rates, whatever's going on in the economy, there's literally no demand. So here's what happens. During the actual hyper supply phase, you start to see banks, like we typically just seen Chase Bank, say, hey, we're gonna tighten our standards for the loan. Typically they're saying, hey, now you gotta have a 700 credit score and 20% down to be able to qualify to buy a home. Now with that comes less people have 700 credit score plus, less people have the 20% down, essentially decreasing the demand for houses because less people can actually purchase. Does that make sense? That is why the recession starts to go over and over again and the supply is so much higher than demand. This is typically all new construction done, it stops. Nobody's building anything during this time. And this is when you're actually gonna see recessions. Now I know you guys can think back if you're old enough, When they had apartment complex waving flags outside saying free Wi-Fi, free cable, first three months are free, bring a friend, save $400, all of those things. So this is when your large landlords and your commercial property owners start to offer concessions, basically giving you free months of rent, free this and free that they need to keep their occupancy rate at a decent level in order to meet that core investment that they invested in earlier. So you probably saying, Max, so who likes the recession phase? Well, obviously the opportunistic investors, and these are typically people like Blackstone. I know I told you that during the recovery phase, they were actually buying, but they started buying in the recession phase. And let me tell you why, because this is when they buy assets and foreclosures at rock bottom prices stabilize it and then start to sell these same assets early on in the expansion phase. So if you as a wholesaler can find people that actually have cash that have been waiting for this. Now think about this. They're gonna buy properties at 30 cents on the dollar, 40 cents on the dollar, stabilize them with another 10 cents and then sell them for 70, 80, 90, even 100 cents on the dollar during the early expansion phase. That's genius. That's what most of these huge funds huge guys look for is the recession. Now, nobody wants to pray or hope a recession comes, but this is when the rich actually become wealthy and where the wealthier become wealthier, if that even makes sense. So So if you know the four phases of real estate, then you'll understand the entire cycle and you know exactly what you can do in each one. So next, we're gonna be talking about what you need to be doing as an investor or a wholesaler in each phase of this cycle. So right now we're in the recovery phase and depending on what type of investor you are, I'm going to give you a strategy that's gonna help you see out this recovery phase and somewhat be successful. So if you are an opportunistic type of investor, and what I mean by that is you're the riskiest, riskiest of them all. Typically, you're going to buy the most complicated type of projects and don't see a return in two to three years. This strategy is going to be for you. If you catch early on in the recovery stage, you can still buy some properties at great prices. Now what you're going to do is you're going to hold on to this property typically two to four years so that you can sell it early on in the expansion phase. So typically what that means, if you are a risky investor with deep prop deep pockets, what you're going to do is you're going to buy something that needs some fixing, get it fixed, fixed up enough to be able to rent it, hold it for the next two to four years. And early on in expansion phase, you can dump this property for a large profit because the demand is high for properties just like this. All right. So during this recovery phase, if you are a core type investor, typically investing for cash flow, this may present itself as a great opportunity for you. This is when you can buy those class A spaces, basically the best of the best that have some decent rent rolls and strong timing so that you can wait this out because during that expansion phase, you are going to take advantage of the increasing rents and the long term leases. So if you're looking for core properties, this may be the perfect time during the recovery phase for you to pick those up. All right. So right now we're in the expansion phase. So typically what this means is they're going to be there's an upswing, there's more demand for rental property and space, and there's also more demand for primary residence. Now, if you're a developer, this is the perfect time for you to actually start, building here's why because the moment that you can deliver this project the demand for rent is already high so you're going to be able to stabilize that development very very quick you're also going to be able to as a developer that's doing single-family homes you're also going to be able to sell these as soon as these things hit the market because the expansion phase is when there's more demand than there is supply so this is perfect for you guys as a developer. Now, if you are a fix and flipper during this time, this is absolutely perfect for you because there's still enough distress situations where you can pick up property at a low price, do the fixing up and sell it retail. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people think during the expansion phase, you gotta do A plus type rehabs, but it's actually the complete opposite. When you're doing rehabs during an expansion phase, you can get away with these C plus slash B type rehabs. And I'm gonna tell you why, because the buyers are gonna be looking at less property because there's not enough of them available online so essentially meaning that they're gonna overlook some things that they may really want because now that they're visiting properties they're having to make offers in less than 24 hours before they get snatched up so if you are a flipper this is the perfect time for you to still find things in the rock-bottom prices add some improvements, and put them online, on market, and sell them very quickly without having to do top-end, high-end rehab stuff. All right, so the part we're in now is called hyper-supply. Essentially, we already talked about it, but there's too much inventory online. Too many houses are for sale, too many places for rent, too many office spaces for rent. So essentially what's happening, the demand for these properties are gonna go down. This is typically gonna be, like I said, when something in the economy starts to make that shift. Now that we have that shift, if you're a core investor vesting just for cash flow, typically this is when you're going to be selling your properties. If you have any lease renewals coming up or if you have anything that kind of makes a shift. Here's why because because there's less of demand, the prices are going to go lower. But if you have good, long, stable rents in the commercial side or if you have great tenants on the residential side, then you're fine. You're probably going to be able to hold out this period three, four, five years, however long it lasts so that you can still stabilize your portfolio so if you're a core investor you may want to sell or you may want to hold on to it if you got some great leases and some great tenants all right so during this hyper supply phase if you are opportunistic investor this may be good for you but you got to keep your eye on the streets for this one typically for people in this hyper supply that are not equipped to handle what's gonna happen, they may hit the panic button. So, for example, if somebody's over leveraged in their asset and can't handle the small margins they predicted because we were in the expansion phase, they may hit the panic button and you may see you may actually see these same properties go up for record level sales. And what I mean, not record on the high, but record on the low. And these prices may actually reflect something very similar to a recession. So keep your eye on the market. Look for these people hitting the red button to get out of these assets and scoop them up because you're in a better capital position than they are, and you can find these properties very cheap when they hit that button. All right, guys, so right now we are in the recession phase and typically there's only one type of investor that's going to love and take advantage of this. So if you're an opportunistic investor, this is exactly where you fit because you're going to be able to buy properties at rock bottom prices, REOs, which means real estate owned by banks, foreclosures, all of that things. This is where you're going to buy these. So let me tell you a little story. A company called Blackstone that started with $400,000 borrowed some money from the bank bought about $10 billion worth of property, spent another $2 billion fixing them up so they can turn them into rentals and created a $25 billion company. This same company was spending $100 million a week buying single family residents until they built a very large portfolio. All right, before I leave and end this video, I want to give you two important things to remember that during these four phases of real estate, they don't have to happen in equal times. So just because the recovery phase takes nine years doesn't mean the expansion phase is gonna last nine years. You have to pay attention to the market to be able to predict when each one is coming and going, and that's completely up to you. Second is that each one of these phases doesn't mean it happens across the country all at once. It typically be regional. It could be that uh, California is in a recession and, the East Coast may be in a recovery, whatever that means. Typically, is it doesn't need to happen all at once. It could be market by market by market. Right, if you remember these two things and pay attention to the four phases in the real estate cycle, then you'll be well-equipped and fit to handle whatever's coming your way. You'll learn how to adjust your business or your investment strategy so you always stay ahead of the market. All right, guys, it's Mateo again. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you did enjoy Don't forget to share it with someone who you might think would appreciate this knowledge, as well as don't forget to add us in your favorite streaming app. We are everywhere where you can listen. Either way, be sure to check us out on Instagram at TheRealMaxwell, as well as YouTube. If you look up Max Maxwell, he should pop right up.